0: You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come
1: grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation. It's Alfonso Salemi here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What is it, do you ask? Well, It's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all the podcast episodes are there, hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training and education, and so much more. It's free to join. So be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now let's get to the podcast
2: right club nation welcome to a very very special episode today's our 100th episode of doing the podcast and i'm joined with all of the co-founders so we have myself obviously we have alfonso here we have daniel we have laurel welcome guys how are you doing
1: so so good this is awesome 100 podcasts guys when we were talking just about an idea as a podcast sarah you were kind of just getting yours launched and you know you had less than five six episodes as well too and uh no it's amazing it's an incredible uh, achievement on all of ourselves and laurel uh you're co-hosting a lot of the podcast daniel makes very special appearances for only milestone events uh for the podcast but uh, yeah super excited for today
3: yeah it's really cool and uh And when I think back to all the podcasts, wow, there's so many, so many people and so many great interviews and, and we've had such great response from everyone. And, and you know what? It's fun. It's fun for us to do. And yes, even Danielle, we dragged him kicking and screaming uh, to be a, a host, I think one or two times. And I literally sat him down and said, okay, do this, say this. Press this. No, don't
1: touch that. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. How, wait, how is that different than, wait, yeah, no, 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 never, no it's... never mind. No.
2: <laughs> well, um. it, it, it is exciting. And, Dan- and Daniel, thank you for your special appearance on today's 100th episode as well. It's nice to have everybody together. I mean, to, to think of going back, going back when we first met, it was in your Stony Creek office, Daniel, um, and, uh, and the four of us came together and we discussed this idea and that was back in 2017 i believe and and look look where we've come today and any you know like have you, Daniel, have you originally thought that this is where we would be three years or three and a half or four years ago today? Actually, you know what, Sarah? I think that was 2016, 2016
4: that we got to- yes. Yeah, was ah, 2016, yes. Yeah. Our, our first event was in March 2017, so- And we
3: spent a few months talking, you know, kicking the tires, so to speak, and figuring it out. Yeah, it was 2016. So we're coming up to actually four years of us from our first date of talking about it. Yeah, but- yeah. Uh, Wow. That's a,
1: whole, that's, a whole, that's a whole term for a U.S. president, right? Or- <laughs>
4: So, <laughs> oh, God, go there. There. let's not go there
1: <laughs> no we're not you know. gonna go there but that's a good point so yeah it's almost four years and and there's a lot of things that have happened in the four years in the world uh in our own personal lives and you know specifically the right club so why don't we kind of go around the horn a little bit uh, i don't know if, who wants to start somebody just put up their hand and go with it but what's what's if we can narrow it down to one it's so hard but how about a a favorite moment uh in the past four years
4: you know what? I'm thinking of the event we did November 2nd, not this year, obviously, but last year. And uh, what was the name of the lady there with no arms and no legs? Oh,
3: Tracy. Tracy. Incredible, Unstoppable,
4: Unstoppable Tracy. Tracy. Unstoppable Tracy. See, I'm, I'm just saying her name and I'm getting the goosebumps here, but she made a lot of people cry. Um, and, and I remember even I and Alfonso had a little bit difficulty after following her on stage there. That was to me Wow, that, was, that wow. was a
2: great event. Great event. Yeah, yeah. guys, we we
1: ha- and we that was. I think we recorded that as well too. So that's on the Right Club community website. Check that info out. That uh, that was. I think that's the real people doing real shit day. Yeah, that I love that
2: day. Love that's, that day. That,
1: that was a yeah. great day. Yeah, yeah. Laurel, a, a favorite moment. Oh,
3: there's so many. Like you know, I I just I loved our live events, and and yes, circumstances have forced us to go virtual. I have to say, you know what? The, the one of the things I really enjoyed, um, especially with the Mind Estate podcast segments, is is that people just open up. Like, it's not just about numbers and 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 buying and selling and all the rest of it. They really let us. They like they let us have a glimpse into who they are. Well, all our guests too. But that, those segments in particular help. I think help us all and uh, not not just our listeners but the hosts getting motivated and inspired. And there's so much that we can learn from everyone. I I, like, I just can't get over what a wealth of knowledge there is from everyone out there. Alfonso, what about you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always say this with Sarah and and lately, Laurel, we've been, we've been co-hosting a whole bunch more is that we selfishly, we get to learn about all all these people. Right. And uh, I I don't know, a quick, a quick memory or a favorite moment for me was that I, I remember when Sarah was asking me to be a guest on her podcast. And I had listened to a few and she had some real real great gas and you know I was just getting into podcasts I think a few months earlier she had told me what a podcast was like and I had just learned about it and I was so apprehensive I it took me a while she's like nobody says no and I'm like oh okay I'm yeah, like, I was oh,
2: offended I'm like well, who are you <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and I know so but uh, but the moment was when when we said okay hey we're, we're gonna do a podcast we're gonna do this podcast the right club podcast and to, to reach that audience, to get people across. And I think it was a point of, like, I was scared shitless. I really was. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say live. And not much has changed four years later either. But, like, um, like in terms of, I, I could just say anything. but uh, But it was just getting over that fear and going ahead and doing it. And Sarah just had this, like, confidence. She's like, you're going to be awesome. You're going to be great. That's fine. Let's just go. Let's go do it. And I don't know if it's just because she needed a co-host or she just thought really that I could do it. But, uh, that was it. It was getting over that fear. And then a little caveat is seeing so many others, whatever their own little fear is or that big fear in their life and going through that. And yeah, there's so many countless memories, but, uh, but yeah, that was one, a personal one for me that I was like, okay, I have to step up and do it. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you remember that Sarah, but, uh, uh, I'm doing do. that, but that was a good memory for me. How about, how about you, Sarah? I'd love to, you have so many connections and so many people that, uh, that reach out to you through the right club, some favorite moments or achievements.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I, I love is like the emails that I get or, or the messages on Instagram about how we've changed their lives and like I even got one today where somebody said that they just bought two properties thanks for you know everything that you're doing with the right club and I wouldn't have been able to do it without listening to the podcast and consuming the content like that is really cool because at some point I mean we all have you know a boatload of, of properties it's not as exciting as our first one or two and so my excitement actually is when I can hear about others and, and them getting the knowledge and and being able to take action and building their team with our, you know, right partners and, and people that we would recommend that we use ourselves so that they, you know, have the, the best chance to being successful. But I like getting those messages. I, I think those are really cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, you know, I would say I'm getting at least like one or, or two messages a week, just people like sharing their success because of what we've been able to do. And that is really cool. So I think that stuff tops every single other event that we've had or particular event, because like that's the whole point of what we were doing is helping the Right Club Nation grow. And, uh, and, and that's proof
1: in itself.
0: And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors.
1: Hey, Right Club Nation. We want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away.
0: Thank you so much for this opportunity. We as Elevation Realty are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Right Club, and we have been attending since the second Right Club. We are an investment-focused, high-volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we are very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the right club, find flips, single-family rentals, duplex conversions, three- and four-unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow. Guys, and I have
2: to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for
1: all your hard work. Now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, t- uh, that exactly, like that is really like the essence of the Right Club, the community of people that, you know, that have now we're, we're together. we as one, we're, we're working together towards those goals. And as we do our virtual networking and still trying to connect and, and guys on every one of our events now, we're doing virtual networking. We know everybody's dying. Like, listen, the next time I hear somebody, oh, I hate this virtual. Listen, we're all, we have to go through it, but we're trying to do our best and do our virtual networking. And sometimes we're, when we open it up for that Q&A and the first thing you're saying, hey, before I ask my question, I just want to thank you and just say all the amazing content and the knowledge. And I think, you know what, I'm going to say it on behalf of Daniel and Laurel and Sarah and the whole Right Club team, we want to thank you guys because these are these moments and memories. So we're really thanking you um, for the opportunity for allowing us to put the amazing professionals uh, in front of you and to you guys to make the decision and discriminate on who is the best for you and the goals that you want. And, and when we say grow, it means something different for everyone. So, and I think of all the amazing people You know, on that note, all the amazing partners and people that we've had on our stage, our podcast, webinars, interviews, all that kind of stuff. So were there any things that like, I remember sitting in the crowd or being at the back of the room or, or now again, like sometimes just getting lost in interviewing. That was amazing advice uh, from the stage, from any of our prior guests on, on either live or on our web, one of our webinars uh, who, I don't know, wants to jump in with that. If there's a moment from one of our presenters.
4: Well, (laughs) and it's going to sound like we only did one good event in the last three years, but I'm going back to the real people doing real shit. And the, the whole segment there by, um, uh, Christie and, um, what's his name?
1: Christine Brady McDonald.
4: Yes. Christine Brady McDonald, um, about uh, systems about, you know, the fact that these people with two kids and, Um, acquired, what is it, um, 16 new properties or something like that over the last few months while they were in Florida or on, actually, no, they were on their boat in the Caribbean and they still grew their business like crazy. Why? Because of systems and and, and people who execute system and people were paying attention. You could tell, and I was mesmerized by... um, by the information they were sharing. And, and since then, Laurel and, and all the people in our organization have been working really hard at implementing systems because that that's the key to freedom, really, is when you can turn your business into... I mean... It, Think about it for a second. All the people who own McDonald's, when you own a McDonald's, you own a system. And, and that's it. That's why the, the owner doesn't need to go there and flip the burgers. And that's why the owner can own 15 McDonald's because there's a system and everybody knows what to do every minute of every day. So I was blown away by that presentation. Well, and isn't back. that
3: what isn't that what Michael Gerber says in the, the, the E-Myth Revisited? It's about... Not being a technician and doing all the technical stuff yourself, so putting systems in place so that you can remove yourself out of the equation, which is basically what um, um, Kiyosaki says, right? The, the rich dad, poor dad, the four
2: quadrants. Like, where do you want to work?
3: Yeah, where, where and, do you want to be Working
2: on your business rather than in your business, right? So when I read that book, like that's that's you know a perfect example of of how to build the systems, like you said, Laurel, and not being so intertwined and not doing the you know like labor yourself, but figuring out how to work on the business and hiring the right people to do it.
1: Yeah, and, and that's a, and that's a huge, uh, huge kudos to you, Laurel, is that we know we are, we're all founding partners. We, we affectionately refer to you as the grounding partner, reminding us uh, of those things and, and developing those systems that are not easy to put in place. And we're all talking about the advantages of having them in place and growth, but the work and effort uh, involved is definitely key as well. And sorry, Dan, I think you were going to say something.
0: And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors.
2: Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're gonna to wanna to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's gonna bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal, private buyers, they help investors by bringing them some off market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also going to focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form and start getting and seeing some available off market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. Now back to the podcast.
4: And now back to the show. Now I was going to say, and you are uh, one really good example of, of the system thing because seriously, Alfonso, would you have 175 RTO deals right now if you were all by yourself in your office and no system in place?
1: No, I don't think. Yeah. I think we'd maybe stop at one or two if it was me by myself, <laughs> quite truthfully, yep. but uh, you're right. It is, it is those systems. So yeah, Laurel, do you, do you have a, you know, a moment uh, from, you know, on the stage or one of our webinars, the Mind Estate, uh, of one of our amazing guests and, and people that we, that we spotlight at the, in the Red Club?
3: Well, of course, you know, my heart belongs to Nancy Morris because she's my best friend. <laughs>
1: And I have more pages of notes from Nancy on all of her presentations. that could fill up a notebook. So, yeah.
3: And, you know, she says it's, um, uh, persistent and consistent action over time. That's what gets you ahead, right? And it's about outcome goals versus...
4: Um, versus goals. Uh, desired outcome versus goals. Sorry.
3: Yeah. Desired outcomes. No, performance goals versus outcome oh, yes. goals. So it's what you do every day that matters, not what you want to have or wish for, all the rest of it. And in, in real estate, it, 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 that really applies because we can all say, I want... You know, five new doors this, this year, or I want my first, or I want my hundredth, or I want a, you know, an apartment building, whatever it is. We can all set goals, but unless you actually take the action and do something day in and day out and have the systems to support it, right? <laughs> Going back to the systems, but you have the systems to support it, then you will, something will happen. That's the law of the universe. It has to happen. Yeah. It, it just, it just has to because you're you are moving you are creating things you are you are literally forcing action so i think that's pretty powerful stuff no matter what field you're in
1: yeah yeah well a perfect example of that is you know i like to say our very own sarah larby at the right club right the the systems and outsourcing and uh i saw your post today too of uh now like your your dinners are outsourced and putting those things in place so you live it you breathe it you do it but uh yeah, I don't know. Some one of our amazing right partners or guests or speakers that maybe you've taken away or some words of advice that you instilled in in your routine.
2: Yeah, so you know, I think just there's so many right. And if I had to pick one that I think one one event or one speaker, or what, something that happened, I think when we had that panel of those retired investors that were able to use real estate investing to retire, I think that was super motivating. I mean, it probably gave me that extra push to go and, and, you know, get there faster as well. And we had Gary Hibbard on there. We had, you know, a handful of other really successful investors that were able to leave their corporate job and life continued. Right. And it wasn't like, you know, everything stopped for them and they, and they just created a whole different lifestyle. Um, and, and, you know, just to go back to, to Gary, I mean, he had this concept of mini retirements, and like, I'm like, that is genius. Like I need to do that. It's not about like retiring fully. It's about like, you know, once you're retired from the corporate world or whatnot, you, you can keep doing this. I mean, obviously we're still working quote unquote on the right club and podcasts and that kind of stuff, but then he'll go away for like two months and then he comes back and then he goes away for like a whole other month. I'm like, that is like an awesome lifestyle. So that, that to me, if I had to, pick something that I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I think it was that concept and just seeing other investors that were able to leave their corporate life and their corporate jobs to, to get to their goals of, you know, freedom. And uh, And,
4: yeah, go ahead. And so this is, we're recording this uh, middle of November. So what has happened uh, with some of the people that we surround ourselves with here over the last couple of weeks, Sarah Larby?
2: Well, they say that your network is your net worth. And, uh, so I, you know, left my full-time job October 1st and joined a lot of you guys (laughs) in that sense. Right. So I, I think, uh, I think that's a big thing is, is because I before the right club, like I really didn't have a group that I belonged to, right? I mean, I wouldn't have even imagined to start one like we did uh, prior to to actually doing it. But you know, I didn't have that network of people. So when I was buying properties and, and listening to American podcasts, I was like an odd person, and everyone else around me didn't know what I was doing. No one, no one said it was a bad idea. They just didn't know. But I, I can tell you, surrounding yourself with people that are doing you know, better than you or doing like stuff that you want to be doing and, or similar things and helping you move to that next level without being like, oh my God, you have like, why, why do you need more than my house? Like, I just don't get it. You know, like, that's what, like a lot of, you know, the media will say. And, uh, and I think that just opened up my perspective of, you know, understanding like, yeah, it's, it's a small industry, but like, we're not like alone out there. Right.
1: Yeah. I think that that's the best part is that that collaboration of working together and, and you know what, I want to try to just correct you a little bit. sir. So it's not necessarily about better, but it's that inspiration. So whether for you, you're better, your best or your trophy is whatever 50 birds, but the next person is like, Hey, I'll, you know what? I think I'm good with 15 and I can live my life. I have my thing, right? Like a perfect contrast with Daniel and Laurel invested in rent to own. And we do rent to own. We have very similar concepts of we want to help people own their house but we do it in different ways, right? Some people have their, their take on it, right? And we can all win our own trophies by not taking somebody else's. It's not V versus you, or because you did three burrs this month, doesn't mean I can't do 10 rent-a-owns, right? We can do both, both win, encourage each other, yeah. kind of pat each other on the back and say, good job. And then more or less kick each other in the ass and go, come on, that's all you got, right? And that that's what you know that's what we want to to create and instill with with the with, uh, with the right club, and I really truly think and confidently that we have. When we hear those messages, when we get those notes, it, it's so good. So, um, and yeah, you know, one sh- of the
3: other one of the other uh, people from well, the our, our right club organization, we can say that now we have a right club organization. <laughs> that's so exciting. It's not just the four of us anymore. Um, uh, Francois, our member advocate, he retired this week. Well, I guess last week.
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: he retired he retired. He's what? 39. 39 And I will say most of his properties he bought this year. Yeah. Yeah. He's retired. And,
3: uh, and, uh, even, and Catherine, she's done her first, her first deal. So, you know, Catherine's our operations manager. A lot of, you know, her. And so it's just, it's just so cool to see all these people. And it doesn't have to be major life changing events, right? Just one, uh, one property or one deal or one investment or whatever you do can make a huge difference in someone's life. And I think sometimes we think that it's all about, it's just about money. It's not. I've seen it even with people that, you know, they do a deal and, and the, I guess the vehicle is the real estate. But then when they realize that they've done it, it's like, it, it's, it's confidence. It's a confidence that comes out of them because they realize that, They've done something themselves, they've done something they can be proud of, that's not the J-O-B, um, that, that helps them, their family, um, it helps, you know, their tenants or whatever it is they're doing. Like, it is a confidence booster, there's no question about it.
2: And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, It's just think about it. Uh, you're challenging yourself, right? I think that's something that I can say for the four of us, along with Catherine and, and Francois and Paul and our team, is I think we're, we're all comfortable and getting more comfortable with being uncomfortable, trying different things, right. Having new people on our stages, sharing that. Right. But really be getting that level of, okay, well, somebody else did it and somebody else is doing it. And I think if I add my part to it, then we're seeing that. And it's fact and, and back to the network is your net worth. And, and, uh, th- that's the cool part is picking, being able to pick up a phone, go on one of our forums on the chats and just asking somebody, like, I remember we had a rent rent-owned project um, and they were buying a new build and I had never bought a new build. Didn't know how to work with the process. Shout out to Jen and Mike double E. And I was like, you guys have bought in six. What do I do? How does it work? And they're like, Oh sure. Okay. And like with just open generosity, they're just like, here, this is how you do it. This is what we did. This is what we would do differently. If I were you, I would do this and be careful for that. And I'm like, Wow. That's awesome. And you can Google and you can take a look at that. But when you have actually somebody sharing that at your fingertips or, you know, on, on a community where you can get that question answered, it's so valuable. It's so valuable. And uh, yeah, it's amazing, but okay. So as we're kind of getting up here, we don't want to keep rambling on and just talking and stuff we're, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Right. And, and yes, we're all on virtual and we're all staying having way too much screen time and all that kind of good stuff. But what are some of the positive things that, you know, when we look back at 2020 and, you know, hopefully it'll be like the 33rd anniversary or the 44th anniversary of the right club and all that good stuff. And we look back at 2020 and we're going to say, you know what, this is what I'm walking out with. This is how I got better or what I improved or what I learned, or we always talk about our takeaways. What's our important takeaways. What would be our takeaway? I don't know. Who wants to start off with that one? Sarah.
2: I think my biggest takeaway from 2020 was I got to be able to slow down a bit, and I was at the cottage for three months. I was working virtually from there, and it allowed me the t- the time I think to figure out my you know my financials, but where I was, where I wanted to go, look at my why, look at my goals, and then I made the you know the decisions that I needed to make to to free myself you know from a 40 hour work week, but also you know, from a mental health standpoint, like I've started going to the gym every day. I do yoga twice a week. I'm like eating better. Like, yeah, 2020 has lots of crappy moments in it, but I I think, I don't know, like I feel like, like I feel awesome right now. Um, You know, for the first time in my life, I control my schedule. And I think ultimately I made some really great friends and and strengthened some friendships as well with some of the, the Right Club original members that, Started coming, and you know, I would say those are probably some of my my best friends. You know, in the last three four years, and we've started doing some cottage weekends and different things like that. But you know, just bouncing off ideas with one another. But you know, twenty twenty. At the end of the day, look, it is what it is. It'll pass. Something else will come back at some point. Try to make the most of it. Yes, you know, there's some some negative from it, but ultimately, cut out the noise focus on on uh, reading and putting positive things in your in your mind and, and this will come and go. and I would say real estate is yes, it's harder to buy real estate, but there's still stuff out there. there's still a lot of money lenders out there. I'm excited.
3: Yeah. And I think for me, what came out of 2020 was, you know, we were so focused on the live events, um, for the right club at the beginning of the year. And then we really literally had to pivot, um, because mm-hmm. all of a sudden everything was sh- shut down. And so actually going online made a huge difference. We'd already planned to go online. That, w- that wasn't really the issue. It was just, when something like this global event happens, you, you have two choices. You can either fold it on yourself or you can say, okay, that's it. Let's keep going and how creative can we be? And I, and I believe, no, I don't believe, I know we have been forced to be creative. And it's not just for the right club. There's so many creative things that a lot of people are doing in the world of real estate investing, right? It. Like I remember, uh, was it last week, a couple of weeks ago, was, someone said, oh, I think we shouldn't invest in, you know, buy single families home, homes because the market's kind of unstable. And I remember saying, well, that's, there's so many other options. Like, just because it looks like, and they'll say, I'm not saying it, that avenue is shut down, just because it looks like that avenue is shut down means nothing. That's your perception, Right. That is only your perception. But when you look around and you say, okay, if I can take A and B and add them together and make, oh, I don't know, H instead of C, then it's fun, it's creative. And it, that makes us all grow.
4: Alfonso, what are wow. you taking away from 2020? Yeah.
1: Well, what, what my takeaways, you know, and I think I've known this for a while, but it's just humans are, are gonna adapt or die. Right. That's why we're not chimpanzees and we're not monkeys anymore. And we're not cavemen and we're not like medieval travelers and we're not like people from the twenties, right? That you know, you get to learn. And we're gonna keep adapting and changing and learning. And you know, real estate is just the thing that we do. Sometimes it's people like the think it's what we are. And you know, I know when I go, Oh, you're in real estate, and they're talking about like, I don't know, something just as completely foreign to me, just as anybody, but because we get lumped in, but I think it's, you know, a little bit about what Laurel said, a little bit of what Sarah said, but really it's taking that time to listen to people because I think that's what became evident. A lot more people became more vulnerable or able to be vulnerable during these times because there was a common enemy, a common threat, a virus, right, where everybody was going through it. And I think it was Claire uh, that said it on one of our webinars, she goes, we're not all, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats, right, where we say, oh, we're all in the same boat. And there was a lot of boats in this storm. And some boats were big and strong and just kept on turning and took a little bit longer to turn and kept going. Some rowboats, unfortunately, we're not gonna see anymore, right, in those rowboats and they're gone. And some people were building those ships that they're now sitting on. So, job and I was like, this is just a broad, like just a show, it's okay, the world's gonna keep going. But then it made me reflect on myself and say, well, what am I doing? It's just a real estate business, it's just that we're all impacted and uh, to be more empathetic and caring and yeah. And thank you for all the right club community that I know Laurel, Daniel and Sarah, and as well as myself, get those messages and, and really, really thank you guys for allowing us to do this. So uh, Daniel, what was, uh, yeah. What are you taking out of 2020?
4: Well, I percent? was thinking about that this afternoon. So I am going to, um, <laughs> okay. So when the end of the year comes, when December 31st comes, and you have a glass of champagne, people listening to this. And when you have a glass of champagne, I want your first sip and your first toast to be to the front-line people, obviously the ones who are helping people survive, who are saving lives, who are you know doing the tests and everything else. Yes, everybody talks about that; it's fine. But I want your second sip of champagne and your second toast to be for some people that you never, we never mention. I I, just dawned on me this afternoon. So give me two minutes here. Okay. Maybe a minute and a half. So I want you to have a toast to the inventor of the web, the, all the technicians, all the engineers, all the everybody who has made it possible for us to do this here, because let's, let's take a little trip back. Not you, not you, you and I, we're going to take go back to 1970 and just imagine for the next minute that COVID is happening in 1970. So the banks are closed. Well, when you run out of money, you run out of money because there is no ATM anywhere and you can't move money online because there is no online. And now you're stuck home for a month or two or three. You have about 10 TV channels to watch. There is no DVD or no video yet. Um, You cannot watch Netflix. You can't order movies from Prime. And actually, all the stuff, think about it, all the stuff that people have ordered recently from Amazon, there is no Amazon. There is no DocuSign. There is no paying bill online. There is no Skype, and there is no Zoom. So at the beginning, when you were talking about social distancing, that really pissed me off because it's really about physical distancing, but this is the time where we are supposed to stay connected socially, and we can do that. Alfonso, if you have your 10-year-old niece who's, who's doing her first whatever it is that she's doing at school, everybody can get around the, the computer, and you can all watch her do that, not in person, but you can watch her on Skype, or you can do a Zoom call and do that. In 1970, you don't do any of that, so while this is not a pleasant situation we were in 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 2020 and it's going to continue in 2021 let's just remember that thanks thank goodness or thank whatever for the for for this technology that we can still be connected and talk and get money and pay our bills and order food and watch tv and do all that kind of stuff because man if this had happened in 70 50 years ago it would have been even more dramatic so my raise my glass to everybody who's responsible for this to be taking place.
2: That's a great point. I'm glad we're, I'm glad this is the times that, you know, that we're still able to socially stay connected virtually, but still socially connected
1: to be honest. Yeah. That's great. Great perspective, Daniel. And, uh, I thought there was going to be an age joke there from Sarah, (laughs) but we'll save that for another podcast. (laughs) But, uh, that it's true it's really taken to that perception and and be thankful and grateful for for the tools that we do have and most days take for granted and and for those people and you know what and on that note as well too i want to thank laurel and daniel and sarah uh as well as me and, and and all of us our team at the right club thank you guys um yeah and and really putting things into perspective 100 episodes here's to another thousand more and uh I don't know. Any last thoughts? Oh, you know what you what, do,
3: what are we going to say, to, uh, Alfonso? What do we say to everyone at the end of every podcast? We say, come,
1: come, come grow, grow with us. us. And guys, it's just as bad in person as it is virtually. So awesome. <laughs> Till next time, guys. <laughs>